0: You're ready to go.
1: Sorry, we're now recording. Commissioner Collins, if you can begin when you're ready.
2: Uh, Commissioner Collins, your mic is muted.
3: This is Commissioner Charles Collins, and I'm chairing the Community Investments Committee of the San Francisco Arts Commission. Today is Wednesday, January 13th, 2021, and we are doing this meeting remotely via video and conference and teleconferencing. I would like to call the meeting to order. Um, may I ask for a call of the roll.
1: Yes. So Commissioner Charles Collins? Present. Commissioner Suzanne Ferris. Here. Commissioner Nabil Musle. Present. Commissioner Roberto Ordeana. Present. Commissioner Linda Parking Pennington. Okay. Commissioner Marcus Shelby.
4: Present.
1: Commissioner Janine Shioda. Present. Thank you. And that is the end of roll call.
3: Thank you very much. We'll now begin the meeting. This meeting is being held by tele. Conference pursuant to the governor's executive order in 2920 and the fifth supplement to the mayoral proclamation declaring the existence of a local emergency. During the coronavirus disease, COVID-19 emergency, the Arts Commission's regular meeting room, City Hall 416, is closed. Meetings of the Arts Commission will commence will convene remotely. Today the Arts Commission meeting is being streamed using the WebEx platform and will allow for remote public comment. While this technology allows us to hold these meetings remotely, it may not be as seamless as we would prefer. There will be gaps and delays as staff transition the technology between speakers. Please know that we are doing the best we can and we ask for your patience as we all learn this new way of working together. Before we start, I'd like to remind us all about the policies and procedures for virtual public meetings. At this meeting, we are bound to follow the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the good government guide. At every public meeting, there is a place for general public comment where members of the public may make comment on any item pertaining to this body. In this case, please keep your general public comments to items under the purview of the San Francisco arts commission. For every item on the agenda, there is a place for public comment pertaining to that item. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comment on topic last a few virtual meeting housekeeping items. Commissioners and staff, if you have not already done so, please mute your microphones to minimize background noise. When you speak, you will have to unmute yourselves. Commissioners, please raise your hand to be recognized to speak or ask a question. If it is not always clear to me that you are the speaker, also please introduce yourself when you speak so callers on the phone will know who's speaking. I will now turn it over to our program associate, Lorena Moreno, for public comment instructions. Ms. Moreno.
1: Thank you, Commissioner Collins. Um, So the commission has strongly encouraged interested parties to submit their comments in writing prior to this meeting to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. Note, if your public comment statement is read aloud by Arts Commission staff during an agenda item, this will count as one of you, excuse me, this will count as your one opportunity for public comment on that specific item. You will not be able to raise your hand to make additional public comment on that same item if your statement has already been read aloud. For members of the public who wish to make comments um, from members of the public who wish to make public comment on items on the agenda. The phone number to call for public comment is 415-655-0001. The access code is 146-181-1655. You'll be prompted to press the pound twice. Your lines will be muted. You will be able to hear the meeting in progress. You may also make public comment using the WebEx link. When you click the WebEx link, you will then be prompted to enter the following information first and last name and email address. These fields are required to be entered. However, if you wish to remain anonymous, you may type public in the first and last name fields and public at public.com in the email field. Please make sure that you're in a quiet location and that all devices around you are muted so that there is no echo when you speak. At the appropriate time, the chair will ask for the public comment. For members of the public using Webex link, please click on the hand icon to raise your hand. This will put you in the public comment queue. For members of the public calling by phone, you will be prompted to press star three when the public comment period opens. This will add you to the speaker line. When the system message says your line has been unmuted, this is your time to speak. You will hear us ask you to state your name and make your comments. You are encouraged, but you're not required to state your name for the record. I will start your three minutes when you begin talking using a visual timer. You will get a 30 second audible warning. Um, When your time is up, I will say, caller, your time is up, and you'll be and you will be put back on mute. You will be moved out of the speaker line and back as an attendee in the meeting unless you disconnect. Participants who wish to speak on other, comment peri- on other public comment periods can stay on the line and listen for the next public comment opportunity. Any individuals who speak during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief summary of the comments to be included in the minutes, if it is 150 words, one five zero words or less to SFAC grants at sfgov.org. As a reminder, the summary may be rejected if it exceeds a prescribed board limit or it is not an accurate summary of the speaker's public comment. Public comment instructions will be also shared on the screen as you see here um, throughout today's meeting. As Commissioner Collins noted earlier, there will be gaps and delays during the meeting and we'll be, we will be including a 15-second delay once public comment is called to give members of the public time to raise their hand. Commissioner Collins, please begin when you're ready.
3: Thank you very much, Ms. Moreno. Um, I just wanted to make a, a comment that we are going to uh, reorder the items on the agenda. We're going to move item number four out of sequence uh, right after general uh, public comment item number So, we will move item number 4 to item uh, before item number 3. we want to do this so that we ensure that we have sufficient time under item 3 for a robust conversation um, and public comment. Uh, The item number 4 is a fairly routine item, which is to approve people who will sit on our review panels during the course of the year. Um, and so we will make that so that we can ensure that we have a quorum in the event that we um, have a lot of time that we want to um, really focus on item number three. So, with that having uh, been said, I'm going to call for item number two. This is general public comment. This item will allow members of the public to comment generally on matters within the Commission's purview, as well as to suggest new items. For the Commission's consideration, I would now like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number two general public comment?
1: Thank you. We do have one written public comment statement on this agenda item, but I will be reading, I will be taking hands first, raised hands first. So if you are already listening to this meeting via, via web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, please press star 3 to be put in the queue. Please press this only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We're currently on item 2. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking, and you will see a visual timer um, if you are listening via WebEx. You will also get a 30-second audible warning. You will be muted when your time is up. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks at today's public peri- um, public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief statement, brief written statement, excuse me, of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less at to sfac.grants.sfgov.org. So, Tan, um, if you see any raised hands, you let me know. I'm going to get the timer ready. Tom, do you have any callers with raised hands?: well,
2: I'm seeing none.
1: Tanya, are mute. I'm seeing none. Okay. thank you. So I'll give it another 10 seconds.
2: I have a a caller.
1: Okay. Welcome to the, hello caller, can you hear us? Hello caller, can you hear
5: us? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, loud and clear. Welcome to the Community Investments Committee meeting. We are currently on uh, item two general public comment. Caller, you will have three minutes um, when I start your time. I will start your time once you begin speaking, and we'll put you on mute once your time is up or until there's no public comment left. Um, And I will give you a 30 second audible warning once your 30 seconds are up.
5: Thank you so much. I appreciate those clear instructions.
1: Yes, and then just to note as well, because you did submit a written statement. Since um, um, just so you know, if your public comment statement is read aloud by me later on in, the, in another agenda item, that will count as your one opportunity for a public comment on that specific item. And you will not be able to raise your hand to make additional public comment on the same item if your statement has already been read aloud.
5: So, Lena, I submitted that in case I could not attend this meeting uh, and be yeah. seeing the same public statement.
1: Okay. So, when you're ready, um, we are currently in general public comment, not agenda item for the arts impact endowment. Sh-
5: should I wait then Lorena? I'm sorry. I was confused. I yeah. Happy to
1: wait. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be available for the next for that agenda item public, for that? Yeah, I'll,
5: I'll just wait till it's time for that. Thank you.
1: Sounds good. Thank you. Tan, is there any other hands that are raised.
2: Uh, seeing none.
1: Great, so we do have one general public comment that was submitted. So I will go ahead and I'll read all that out and I'll be setting up my timer. So thank you all again for patience with all the technical stuff. Virtual world, no matter how long we've been in it, we're still getting used to it. Cool. So I'll start the timer for this general public comment. So dear members of the San Francisco Arts Commission, thank you for your service and support of the arts in San Francisco. We are very appreciative that this year, more than ever, there is a focus on racial equity. The arts as a society in general has not been a level playing field, especially with respect to access of, to funding for the arts. Artists and communities of colors have been impacted the most by COVID-19 and need, and need respite and support, especially to participate in the arts because of its healing and transform, transformational effects. To this end, I would love to see more transparency on which artists and organizations have received funding under Prop E that was passed by SF voters in the late 2018. I would love to see an accounting of dollar amounts as well as the racial makeup of leadership of the recipient organizations. The baseline is needed to see if there is progress being made in addressing SFAC's racial equity goals. Thank you for reading my message and your service to the people of San Francisco. Yours, Faye Dar Maui, Founder and Executive Director, SF Urban Film Fest. Okay, so give it another 10 seconds in case there's more public comments. Any hands, Tom? Seeing none. Thank you. So, public comment is now closed for item number two.
6: Commissioner Collins? Commissioner Collins, you're on mute.
3: So, now, am I free to move to item number four? I'm calling them item number four, um, and if you wish to make Public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called upon at the appropriate time item number four, 21, 2021 to 2023 San Francisco arts commission grant review panelists action. Discussion and possible motion to approve the following panelists to serve as selected by staff on the San Francisco arts commission review panels for the 2021. And 2022 and 2022-2023 fiscal years the panelists names are on uh, the agenda and the slide. Uh, The following individuals have will be selected by staff to serve on the 2021 and 2022 grant review panels. Individuals are selected for their expertise and are representative of San Francisco's demographics and applicant pool. Grant review panelists review, score, and deliberate on grant applications in the grant category specific to their expertise, and to ensure the transparency of the San Francisco Arts Commission grant-making practices. Um, So I would also like to remind um, any commissioners to um, name uh, to say to say their name after they respond to the motion, and also uh, ask for a motion to approve the 2021 and 2023 San Francisco Arts Commission grant review panelists. May I have a um, that's the motion? May I have a second to that motion? Second. That sounds like um, commissioner Shelby. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, May I now ask for any public comment. On agenda item number 4.
1: Sure, so we didn't have any written public comments for this particular agenda item. So, oh. One second, Commissioner Collins. Was there a first on that? Was there a post motion on that agenda item? We, I know we got a second from Commissioner Marcus Selby, but was, who was the first one?
7: Uh, I'll do So okay. moved. Thank you.
6: Thank you.
3: Yeah, I didn't hear her first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It went by quick. I was like, wait, did I miss something? So, thank you. So, Commissioner Shioda is first, and then Marcus Shelby is second, as recorded earlier. So, thank you. So, let's go back to uh, public comments. Like I said, there's no written public comments for this particular agenda item. Um, So, I will go ahead and um, if you're already listening to this meeting via web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, please press star three. To be put in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on agenda item four. Um, as a reminder, your time, uh, as a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking, and you will see a visual timer if you are listening via WebEx. Uh, you will also get a 30-second audible warning. You will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks um, during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes, if it is 150 words or less, to sfac.grants.sfgov.org. So callers and those online um, who just joined um, earlier, Commissioner Collins, did move up agenda item before, agenda item four. Oh, for agenda item three for Arts Impact Endowment. So, this is specifically for um, agenda item four 2021 20, 2023 20, SFAC grant review panelists. So Tom, let me know if there's any hand raised. And we'll give it another 10 seconds.
2: Seeing none.
1: Thank you. will give it another. i am just finish off with some seconds in my head. And then we'll go ahead and um, close this public comment section. Commissioner Collins, back to you. Thank you
3: very much, Ms. Moreno. I would now uh, call for final uh, commissioner discussion or comments on agenda item number four. Giving it a couple of more seconds. Seeing no uh, commissioner comments, I'll now call for the final motion by roll call. Ms. Molino, would you call the roll for the final vote?
1: Yes. So excuse me. Commissioner Collins? Yes. Commissioner Ferris? Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Musla?
8: Yes.
1: Commissioner Ordeana? Yes. Commissioner Parker Pennington. Commissioner Shelby? Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Shiota. Yes, thank you you. we're ready to move on.
3: Thank you. I'm now calling um, item number 3 and if you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand and uh, be added to the queue. And if you will then be called upon at the appropriate time agenda item number 3, the arts impact. Endowment overview (laughs) this discussion will be a staff presentation. And discuss discussion on the arts impact endowment. Grantee goals and objectives, and I am really delighted to convene this special meeting of the community investments committee. And I want to thank our staff for pulling this meeting together. On top of their regular work, and also we have a very thin staff. I am eager to have this conversation with fellow commissioners staff grantees and members of the public this is a follow-up to the december 27th 2020 meeting of the full arts commission where grants from the arts impact endowment were approved but at the same time a special committee meeting was requested to further discuss the programmatic goals and outcomes i'm going to go a little bit off script right here just to say that the comments that were made at that uh, commission meeting were extremely important to us. And really allowed us to have this last uh, 2 or 3 week period to really focus in on ensuring that as we move forward. That the community is heard and that actions that we need to take to ensure. Uh, the efficacy of our programs are in place. These art impact endowment funds will go out. Into the community 6 months faster than our other annual grants. Of the ten categories we launched this fall, these four: Sancofa, Arts Hub, Reopening Safely, and the UBI, start their grant cycle this month. All the others will start in July. With the exception of the Arts Hub, these grants are all regranting programs. They selected grantee. The selected grantees will be regranting the vast majority of the funds to BIPOC black indigenous people of color, artists, cultural workers, teaching artists, and arts and cultural nonprofits in San Francisco. I want to offer my congratulations to the Bayview Hunters Point Center for Arts and Technology, the Alliance for California Traditional Arts, Boys and Girls Club, Yerba Buena Center for the Arts and Community Vision for their awards and look forward to our partnership and collaboration. At the same time, I recognize the urgency to re these funds as soon as possible to begin addressing critical needs during the pandemic and I commend the staff for acting quickly and responsibly. It is no easy task to develop new grant programs and manage the application and selection process under our current circumstances. And I am pleased that we are here today with our grantees who are ready to embark on these new programs. These grants are not the usual operating and programmatic grants that we give to small and mid sized arts organizations. These are larger grants going to larger organizations, not typically funded by the arts commission. As the arts impact endowment is jointly administered by both the arts commission and grants for the arts. And the size the grant size is much larger because these funds are to be regranted to community based organizations and individual artists and cultural workers. The grantee organizations receive modest administrative overhead fees to support the administration of these programs. With that said, we must also. With that said, we must also ensure that these re granted dollars are being handled with great care and attention to our agencies, racial equity values and goals, as well as other policies and procedures that are in place. I would really like now to call upon deputy director Joanne Lee. Can you please begin our discussion of the arts impact endowment? But before we do that, I want copious thanks to go to our staff in this uh, in our uh, community investments and cultural equity portfolio. For the diligent work that they have performed over these months to move forward with all due speed uh, these grants. So I would now like to turn this over to Deputy Director, Joanne Lee.
9: Thank you, Commissioner Collins, and good afternoon, everyone. We are pleased to have this conversation about the Arts Impact Endowment with you today. In the audience today are representatives from each of the grantee organizations that you mentioned. They're here to listen to this dialogue with you, commissioners, and community members, which will help inform their program design and community outreach strategies. So joining me in this presentation is Tina Wiley, our Program Officer for Arts Education and Creative Exploration and Acting Director, Denise Bradley Tyson. Jaren Bonillo, Senior Program Officer is also here to answer any questions um, and, and, and add anything that I might miss. So um, next slide, please. To begin, and as a reminder, The Arts Impact Endowment comes out of Prop E funding that was passed in 2018, driven by the arts community to dedicate funding from the hotel tax for the arts. Prop E established the Arts Impact Endowment, which is jointly administered by the Arts Commission and grants for the arts, and provides new funding for community-driven priorities. Next slide, please. Following the passage of Prop E, we embarked on a community engagement process to develop the five-year community services allocation plan, or CSAP, as we call it. Through a series of stakeholder meetings and online surveys, priorities for the Arts Impact Endowment were established. Arts education, affordable space, core support for arts organizations, and support for individual artists. This is the first time that arts education Has a dedicated funding source and teaching artists are among the most poorly compensated in our sector. Next slide, please. In developing the arts impact endowment grant strategies, we're also ensuring that the values in the arts commission's racial equity statement and the goals of the office of racial equity are centered in our grant priorities. I want to acknowledge that the majority of our grantees that we're discussing today and recipients of these funds are White-led organizations that have track records working with communities of color as well as diverse staff and boards of directors. The application's competitive scoring rubric included demonstrated experience with outreach to BIPOC and LGBTQ communities, as well as experience with developing application processes that are accessible and low-barrier. All of these programs prioritize BIPOC and LGBTQ immigrant and disabled populations, those who have been disproportionately impacted by COVID-19. These are these are who we hope to see as recipients of these re-granted funds. Next slide, please. We are further informed by the discussions last summer and fall, as well as the final recommendations from the from the mayor's economic recovery task force, comprised of over 100 non city staff from all sectors, as well as about 85 staff across city departments. These priorities and recommendations were discussed at the August 2020 community investments committee meeting when the recommendation to align. $2 million of the arts impact endowment funds with the task force recommendations was discussed and approved. As you know, I served as staff support for the arts, culture, hospitality, and entertainment working group, where many arts and culture representatives were on, including Commissioner Deborah Walker. Through the task force members and their stakeholders, the arts town hall, online surveys, and many community engagement meetings, many priorities for economic recovery bubbled up. We consistently heard the need for immediate financial assistance for individuals, business owners, and nonprofits. Next slide, please. Here is a synthesis of the recommendations from the four working groups and indicating common themes emerging from each of them. For the arts, culture, hospitality, and entertainment working group, the major themes were to reopen safely requests for public health guidance and resources, to activate spaces as a strategy to foster community cohesiveness, employ artists and stimulate neighborhood economic recovery, um, to employ artists and cultural workers in recovery efforts and to protect our assets, including our real estate assets. Next slide, please. The Arts Commission has worked incredibly hard to advance these recommendations and respond to the public health crisis. We launched the Arts and Artists Relief Fund to provide grants to the most financially vulnerable artists and arts organizations. We pivoted our grants to general operating grants and relaxed reporting requirements and supported programs from other city agencies. In addition, we launched three grant opportunities and the Sankofa Initiative respecting the priorities of the CSAP to respond to the impacts of COVID-19 on the arts community. We employed a re-granting strategy for many of these grants, as working through an intermediary organization allows for these funds to reach the individuals and organizations much quicker than if we were to administer these programs ourselves. I have to add that this grant cycle was a pilot year for the Arts Impact Endowment, and like everything else in 2020, a year like no other. Moving forward, staff will revisit programmatic priorities and grant process for the Arts Impact Endowment. I'm going to give a brief overview of each of the grant programs next. Next slide, please. The Universal Basic Income Pilot Program is a grant to YBCA as a re-granting program providing unconditional financial assistance to artists, teaching artists, and cultural workers, prioritizing our most financially vulnerable BIPOC, LGBTQ+, disabled immigrant immigrant artists, recognizing that these communities were facing financial injustices prior to the pandemic. Next slide, please. 130 artists, teaching artists, and cultural workers will receive monthly checks of $1,000 for 6 months. YBCA plans to engage with other UBI programs across the nation to learn from and document outcomes, with an eye towards raising additional funds to continue this program. Next slide, please. Reopening Safely program is a grant to community vision to re-grant funds to arts and culture nonprofits to support capital and operating expenses to reopen safely and quickly when permissible. These funds will be targeted to organizations led by BIPOC BIPOC leaders and deeply rooted in BIPOC communities, which we know have the least access to fundraising from large foundations and wealthy donors. Next slide, please. Community Vision's goal is to make 16 to 20 grants, and perhaps more, as the size of the grant is still being considered. Both the UBI and Reopening Safely Regranting Programs respond directly to the Economic Recovery Task Force's recommendations for financial assistance to individuals, businesses, and nonprofits, as well as stabilizing our real estate assets. In alignment with the CSAP priorities, the ultimate beneficiaries of these programs include individual artists, teaching artists, cultural workers, arts organizations, while providing support to increase organizational capacity and preserve space. Next slide, please. The Arts Hub Grant to YBCA is not a re-granting program. Rather, an investment into an online resource center for employment opportunities, grants, exhibition opportunities, tools and resources for artists and arts organizations. YBCA's Artist Power Center has its backend infrastructure already in place. So here too, it was determined that expanding on this existing online service was the most expeditious way to support the arts community, as opposed to starting from scratch to get a clearinghouse up and running. Next slide, please. YBCA will be expanding its Artist Power Center to provide more resources, improve user experience, and conduct deeper community outreach. The Artist Power Center is guided by a focus group of majority BIPOC artists and cultural workers. I'm happy to pass the rest of this presentation to Tina Wiley to discuss the SANCOFA Initiative. Next slide, please. Tina.
10: Thank you so much, Joanne uh good afternoon everyone my name is tina wiley i am a program officer here at the san francisco arts commission before i dive into the SanCopa initiative i'd like to state for the record that this was the first grant category i developed at sfac i was hired in august 2019 as a program associate and in february 2020 right before covid started i was promoted to the arts education program officer the usual timeline for grants to go out is about six to eight months with the guidelines and the application being launched through the funding approvals by the commission. With the guidance of senior program officer, Jared Bonillo, I was able to reduce this lengthy timetable by 50% and launch and, and have um, all the approvals done within three to four months. So this was a, an amazing feat um, for myself and also for our entire team to get this off and going. So the Sankofa initiative is a regranting program uh that um is for supporting the healing and creativity of communities of color through three project areas cultural preservation professional slash wellness development and access to technology and art supplies next slide please so the word Sankofa is connected to the West African proverb it's not wrong to go back for which you have forgotten um, with this as our North star uh, This uh, responsive recovery fund prioritized BIPOC led organizations and individuals through their own self determination. So, outcomes for this regranting program included one uh, Joanne already mentioned this, but to regranting, which allows for quicker disbursement of funds um, and more autonomy for BIPOC communities. Uh, The intermediaries or regranting entities received 20% of the total grant just to fund administrative support for the regranting programs. We wanted to um, support intergenerational programming and paying creative practitioners, regardless of their art genres, to provide access to technology and quality art supplies for youth and artists, thus aiding in the bridge of the digital divide, and also provide opportunities for professional and wellness development to directly benefit youth and artists while evolving their practices and encouraging community healing and collaboration. Um, In these next slides, I'm very excited to introduce and to celebrate uh, three intermediaries or three grantees that demonstrated a vision, an understanding, and a strategy uh, to meet all the deliverables set up in the Sankofa initiative. Um, Next slide, please. So for project area one, cultural preservation, the intermediary is Alliance for California Traditional Arts, also known as ACTA. Uh, Their regranting program uh, is to serve BIPOC individuals and organizations specializing in the practice of cultural traditions um, uh, with grants between 1,500 and 15,000 facilitating a broad range of activities, including cultural practice, transmission, documentation and gatherings Uh, among the panel. They were recommended the highest due to a demonstrated long history of regranting both locally in San Francisco and statewide. Their strong ties to the Native American community, as well as a history of funding many a variety of BIPOC led arts organizations, artists and cultural bearers, um, as well as an infrastructure to support grantees, uh, through regular check-ins and consultations starting from the application through execution and completion of the project. Um, their grant review panel um, that they propose also have um, uh, is to be composed of four to six BIPOC traditional arts specialists and cultural bearers from San Francisco and the Bay Area region. Next slide, please. The outcomes for ACTA and the cultural preservation program regranting program is to disperse between 12 and 120 awards ranging from 1500 to 15,000 and the total number of awards are actually going to be determined by demand. So, if there is a greater demand for smaller awards, they will make more awards at the at lower amounts. Uh, They um, another goal of theirs is to build on the experience. Their experience and leadership in participatory cultural asset mapping methodologies to design a flexible program that centers the self-determined needs of the applicants. Um, and um, you can also learn more about this uh, regranting program for for ACTA through the interim director, Lily. Her information is here on the slide. Next slide, please. Project Area 2, Technology and Supplies Access, the intermediary is Baycat, um, also known as Bayview Hunters Point for, Bayview Hunters Point for Arts and Technology. Uh, their uh, proposed program or their approved program is to support uh, aspiring media makers, primarily low income, BIPOC youth ages 15 to 24 with access to creative and tech- technical tools that will allow them to tell their own stories and heal from this moment of collective trauma through media maker kits through their BIPOC Media Maker Fund. This was ranked highest in their project area due to their deep engagement with BIPOC youth living in Bayview Hunters Point and a history of collaboration with SFUSD and other SF arts youth arts organizations like uh, Youth Arts Exchange and the Bay Area Video Coalition. Uh, another strength was that their proposal empowers youth to learn a 21st century skill, art form, and career pathway in the media arts, thus increasing BIPOC representation in in that field. Next slide, please. Right. Outcomes for Baycats regranting program includes uh, Creating 68 creating and distributing 68 media kits with core production tools Um, and it breaks down as follows. There's 27 crew kits um, with that include. uh, Well, that's a lot to digest, but I'll just quickly summarize that each of these uh, kit media maker kits um, all include some sort of camera lighting software. either a iPad or a MacBook. So therefore, um, these youth can participate fully in the baby cat programs, as well as use these long-term for their own projects, whether that's academic or freelance in the field. Um, They also made it a point to share that 100% of the sub-grantees will identify as BIPOC, 60% will identify as women, transgender or non-binary and 75 will be extremely to moderately low income. If, if you want to learn more information and or apply, you can contact Michelle Lee, the Academy coordinator. Uh, links are also included on the slide. Next slide, please. The third and final project area for SanCOFA is for wellness and professional development. This has been awarded to the Boys and Girls Club of San Francisco. Their regranting program will disperse uh, funds to BIPOC-led organizations and individuals providing community-centered art to invest in the professional and wellness development of artists, cultural workers, and arts administration through a lens of racial equity and social justice. Um, This project area was a re-release due to a lack of applications and insufficient responses for the first go-around, but in the second go-around, uh, the Boys and Girls Club scored the highest due to their legacy of deep engagement and redistributing resources in collaboration with BIPOC communities, artists, and arts organizations through uh, through many of their clubhouses located in, ten- in the Tenderloin, Visitation Valley, and Mission neighborhoods. They were the only applicant that centered youth and community voices with their proposal by writing that there are going to be two, uh, two teenagers that will be there to um, decide the panel, uh, sorry, uh, that will be there to help decide um, who is awarded the grant funds. Next slide, please. All right, and so uh, the outcomes for the Boys and Girls Club program include, um, anticipate they anticipate distributing 50 awards ranging between 1,500 and 15,000 with an average award size of um, 3,600. And the considerations for award disbursement will be made considering the racial representation of the requesting entity, the populations and communities served, the community centeredness of the application and objectives, and also the fiscal challenges or obstacles faced by the potential grantee. You can learn more information from the Director of Institutional Giving, David Schiffler Lee. His information is here at the bottom. Thank you so much for um, this time to share more about the Sankofa Initiative. And I'm going to pass it on to uh, Director Denise Bradley Tyson. Thank you.
8: Thank you, Tina and Joanne for that comprehensive presentation and to the entire community investments team, hard work to support the arts ecosystem during this public health crisis, which is the consistent backdrop among the many crises of 2020 and now this year too, sadly. I know that our grant making process can be quite lengthy. And I'm thrilled that staff were able to determine a way for us to act nimbly and implement a comprehensive grant program to select these grantees far more quickly than we would have been able to distribute these funds directly. With our regular grants, including the Current Cultural Equity Initiatives, the Creative Space Grants, and SF Grant Artist Grants, not begin before July, which is when the contracting and work scope processes begin. These funds will be in the hands of the community well in advance of the third quarter. Timing is critical as artists and organizations are struggling with daily and monthly bills. The pandemic, as many of you are aware, has had a devastating impact on the lives of artists, teaching artists, cultural workers, and the arts and culture organizations of all sizes. The arts impact endowments fund will mitigate some of these negative impacts to our most vulnerable BIPOC communities who are already struggling, who were already struggling before the pandemic, providing them with financial and other resources that are needed immediately. I know that our grantees are eager to begin the work ahead in partnership with and in support of the broader community of artists and arts organizations. Our North Star for these grants is the ultimate beneficiaries of these re regranted funds, our BIPOC, LGBTQ migrant artists, artists with disabilities and cultural workers in San Francisco. In order to achieve this goal, we determined that it was most efficient to establish these grants as pass-through funds. Enabling sub-grantees to avoid the time-consuming bureaucracies involved with city funding, which some of you participants are well aware of, which include becoming suppliers, having grant agreements and work scopes reviewed, and negotiating you know, having them negotiated and approved by our staff and the city attorney city attorney among other things required as a reminder the San Francisco relief funds for artists and the arts that launched in March 2020 allocated much needed dollars over 3 grant cycles inside of 10 weeks That would not have been possible without the Intermediary Center for Cultural Innovation partnering with us on this effort. We followed a similar path with these regranting dollars. And since many of the awardees we are discussing today are not our typical grantees, we called for this special community investments meeting to hold a discussion today. We wanna be sure that we are not only being transparent but that we are being extra diligent with oversight of how these sub-grants will be distributed and to whom. And finally, just want to note that the ABBA will be hosting an arts and recovery session in February, and can provide the drill down into Prop E spending that the annual report does not uh, provide. The annual report that we just um, published is a very high-level view of our San Francisco Art Commission activities for fiscal year 2020. But we understand that the community's interest in having a more granular documentation of those funds, and we will provide it. So, with that being said, Commissioner Collins, this concludes the staff presentation, and again, I'd like to thank Joanne and Tina for their comprehensive. Presentation on the work that's been done to date.
3: Thank you very much acting director Denise Bradley Tyson. Um, With that as our introduction to this matter. uh, Is it now time for me to call upon general public comment.
1: Where it's commissioner discussion and comments and then
3: public comment. Okay, so this is the time for general commissioner comments, correct? Now, may I open this up to general commissioner uh, comments on agenda item number 3? I just wanted to, uh, you know, thank the staff. Thank uh, Tina. Wiley and and others who worked on this vision. Um, It was thorough. It's it's a complete vision to help. our various communities and all areas of importance—health, financial, current and future opportunities—and um, so this is a great, this is a great um, plan right here, and I fully support it. And I just wanted to uh, thank those who worked on this. Thank you, Commissioner Shelby. Are there any other comments from members of the
11: commission? I see Commissioner Ferris's hands up. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I want to extend uh, congratulations on a well thought out and well written program um, to both, you know, Wiley and um, Joanne Lee. Uh, I think it'll be very exciting once these uh, grants start to roll out and get into the hands of the BIPOC uh, people and communities that we're trying to help. And I know um, you guys have emphasized the real importance here is getting these out quickly. And that's something that you guys are able to do. Um, I would love to see as these roll out, and I think there's probably already uh, some things put in place to make sure that these um, partners, these administrative partners in in delivering these grants uh, remain partners. So it's not like we're just letting go of the money and putting it on them to figure it out, that we are going to remain partners in making sure that these grants are getting the people that we're trying to help out. And into the communities that we're trying to help. Um, So, but yeah, I think it'll be very exciting once artists and community based organizations and teaching artists get these grants and start giving us the feedback of how they use them. You know, they were able to pay their rent or their art studio rent or, you know, uh, instigate programs around art education or whatever it is. Seeing the outcome, the proof will be in the pudding. And I really am excited to see that. Um, I know that the Arts Commission will uh, get that information and be able to present it to a public in a way that we'll be able to see uh, the good work that will come out of this. So I'm really, really excited to uh, see how that comes out. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Commissioner Ferris. Um, Commissioner Ordenyana.
4: Thank you, Commissioner Collins. I uh, just also wanted to. Give my incredible thanks to the entire uh, staff um, and team that worked um, on on making this happen. I think um, I think it was really uh, important for us to structure regranting um, and intermediary strategy in order to get these funds out the door as quickly as possible um, and uh, and to also just be cognizant that. Um, this allows for the arts commission's overhead to also be lower um, than if we were to administer these grants on our own. Um, that being said, I, I also echo Commissioner Ferris's um, ask that we continue um, to have a strong partnership with our uh, with our intermediary organizations so that we can ensure. That the dollars get to those intended Um, and I I just super appreciate the intermediaries um, for both um, being thoughtful in their application process. um, And in working with our team um, to ensure that the goals um, of E and ultimately of meeting the challenges of this time. Um, are accomplished so so just really appreciate um, that work.
3: Thank you, President. Uh, do I have any other comments from any members of the commission? Seeing none, Ms. Moreno, should I now move for general public comment? And would you read the public comment? Uh, statement, please.
1: The, yes, sorry. Lots of information. Okay, so we do have two written public comment statements for this agenda item, but I will be now taking raised hands first. If you are already listening to this meeting via web link, please raise your hand. If you are calling by phone, please press star three to be put in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on agenda item three. Arts Impact Endowment Overview. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you will see a visual timer if you're listening via Webex. You will also get a 30 second audible warning. You will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any additional, excuse me, any individual who speaks during a public comment, public comment period at the time of today, at today's meeting, excuse me again, Uh, can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if if it is 150 words or less to SFAC.grants.sfgov.org. So, Tan, please allow for the first caller, and I'm going to get the timer ready.
3: Ms. Moreno, um, how m- do we see, or Tan, do we see in the queue how many people have raised their hands to speak? I, I'm asking that question because I want to ensure that we have enough time for everyone, and if that means shortening the three minutes, mm-hmm. um, is that appropriate, or do we, uh, I, I can't see the whole queue of how many hands sure. are raised.
1: We currently have um, one, two, three, four in the queue. Um, so, let's, right, now.
3: you know, I think that what we do is once we set the timer at three, everybody mm-hmm. gets three. So, um, I'm happy for us to begin.
1: Okay. Sounds good. So, Tan, whenever you're ready.
2: Um, yes. Hi, Lorena. Um, uh, yes. Uh, I set it into the, the side chat, but. Uh, oh, got I, it. No,
1: I, I, I see the list. Can you, can you yep. have our first call already?
2: Yep. Ready to go.
1: Hi, Kevin. Can you hear us?
5: Yes, yes, I can. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I and you're your minutes to start as soon as you begin speaking. We are on item number 3, arts impact endowment. Um, I will give you a 30 second audible warning when you're and then I will let you know when your time is up.
5: Thanks so much. Yeah. Um, uh, I submitted other comments to uh, this Commission, which are field to read today. I'm just going to try to shorten it up because I know our time is short and just want to say that I really appreciate the quickness of this group and how you all have centered racial equity and the actions you've taken to get these grants out. Thank you. Thank you for your service, especially during this time. What I want to speak to today is a conflict of interest. Today's agenda includes a discussion and approval of 1.12 million to the center for the arts from the arts impact endowment. YBCA was a lead agency in championing the passage of Prop E, the organization has a seat in the mayor's economic recovery task force that decided the priorities to lead to these grants and has direct influence over grants for the arts as an advisory board chair. Regardless of the mechanics that led to these grants, this is a clear violation of the arts commissions conflict of interest policy. Second, I want to speak to the racial equity in the arts working group. This group was seated with funds from the arts commission and the arts Impact Endowment in 2019 and has convened has been convened by the Human Rights Commission over the last two years to continue to address racial equity in San Francisco's arts ecology. So why is this group's work being done in isolation without presence or participation from San Francisco Arts Commission or grants from the arts? What does it mean that this agency has failed to interface with the uh, racial equity in the arts working group when making drastic shifts to arts programs intended to center racial equity? And reading through the Arts Commission's recently released racial equity action plan, The racial equity in the arts working group is mentioned only twice which this agency plans to engage only in the second quarter of 2021 to collect feedback and provide input hardly the deep and sustained relationships we know are necessary for doing racial equity work since january 2019 we have had a complete overhaul in city arts leadership as well as the rise of a global health pandemic and unprecedented movements in support of black lives and racial equity i believe this agency's intentions are to equitably serve San Francisco. But in order to do so, the Arts Commission needs to open up lines of communication and allow us to have a consistent and equal voice at the table. I'm eager to see what actions you commissioners take with this information and look forward to seeing how you equit- equitably move forward with our community, not just on behalf of it. Thank you. Thank you. Tan, can
1: you... Let me know when the next caller is in queue, please.
2: Um, Next caller is ready.
1: Great. So, I believe it is Kibo. Kibo, can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yes. Awesome. Welcome to our community investments committee for today. We're currently on agenda item number three, arts impact endowment overview. You will have three minutes. Um, and when you begin speaking, I will start the timer. I will give you a 30-second audible warning, and I will let you know when your time is up. So begin when you're ready.
0: Hi, um, my name is Kibo Drew, and I'm the managing director of Queer Women of Color Media Arts Project, (Quackmap). We know that with COVID-19 and the economic downturn, um, even what's happened in the Capitol recently, all of these actions disproportionately impact Black, Native American, um, Asian, Latinx, people of color. And even before this, art funding was inequitable. The Arts Impact Endowment um, brought together a group of community members who identified that they wished that the funds would go to Black, Native American, people of color, artists, and organizations led by, for, and about our communities. However, in this emergency, these large grants to organizations far um, larger than the Arts Commission usually awards um, really prioritize expediency and speed over equity. The majority of these organizations are led by white people, as long as the money gets out. And what this does is reinforce inequity by funding larger organizations to build their capacity and rewarding them for learning how to work with our communities. These re-grants that they will put out are such a size that it does, it will not do much to increase equity for communities. It's just a stopgap for our economic needs, but it doesn't actually help us to build power and build the strength that we need. Also, there's a notion that somehow, if we're Black, Native American, and people of color, that we aren't also LGBTQ disabled and migrants. We are all of those things at once. What we're essentially doing is paying for these organizations to learn how to do equity and we're reinforcing inequity in that. We only believe that large organizations have the capacity to do this work rather than building the capacity and services to organizations where equity is already baked into their founding and their processes. The application process in and of itself was not culturally or racial racially equitable. There wasn't enough outreach or understanding of how it could be accessible to BIPOC communities, nor was the decision making process as equitable and transparent as it needed to be. 30 seconds what I would call on you to do is to make sure that we are not promoting white dominant culture and moving with speed and expediency as opposed to equity first. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Okay, so we'll move on to the next caller. Um, for those who have already said a public comment, please be sure to uh, lower your hand so we know we can remove you from the queue. Um, greatly appreciate it. Um, Ton, when you're ready, can you um, let me know when the next caller is ready?
2: Yes. Um, the next caller is Vinay Patel.
1: Great. Yine, when can you hear
6: us? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me?
1: Great. Yes. So, welcome to the Community Investments Committee meeting. We're currently on agenda item number three Arts Impact Endowment Overview. You will have three minutes. I will start your time when you begin speaking. I will give you a 30 second audible warning and we will mute you when your time is up. So, begin when you're ready.
6: Thank you. My name is Vinay Patel and I'm with the Asian Pacific Islander Cultural Center. Uh, thank you to all the commissioners and the staff of SFAC. Uh, thank you for all the work you're doing, especially in these difficult times, Um, I'd like to raise concerns that um, all the money awarded during the properties impact endowment will be given to large budget organizations. Though these organizations uh, may have a good history and a record of service, I'm concerned about the precedent this sets for the future of cultural equity, uh, which is the city mandate. The spirit of cultural equity is to bring up small to mid-sized BIPOC organizations that are embedded in those communities. The perception that only large budget organizations can do the work and only large budget organizations have access to these funds uh, is a scary concept. This is a concern by many in the field even during the application process. I do not agree that only large budget organizations are capable of servicing our communities even in times of need. Uh, this reason is the exact reason, this reason is the exact well, reason why we have cultural equity to combat this kind of thinking. I would have valued BIPOC organizations who would have been able to hire BIPOC staff from the community to fulfill the grants goals and increase capacity in the BIPOC communities. There should never be a reason to forgo cultural and racial equity. It's not only about who will ultimately get the regrants, but also who SFSE gives those grants to. In uh, listening to this, I think that a time. this is the time now that maybe staff commissioners, project partners, including GFDA, should have formal training in the history of San Francisco's cultural equity and the cultural equity ordinance and the city's racial equity policies from the Human Rights Commission. Thank you so much for your time and leadership.
1: Thank you, Renee. Hey, Tan, when you're ready, I believe we have one more caller still. Um,
2: yeah. Our next uh, caller is Jenny Leung, um, whenever you're ready. Good Great.
1: afternoon, Commissioners. Hi, Jenny. Hold on Hi. one second. <laughs> so welcome to our, our Community investment meeting, we agenda item number three, Arts Impact Endowment. You will have three minutes. I will start your time when you begin speaking. I'll give you a 30-second audible warning, and I will let you know when your time is up. I will start your timer when you begin speaking, whenever you're ready. Thank you so
12: much. Uh, good afternoon, Commissioners. I just wanna thank you very much for your service and leadership and um, to all the Arts Commission staff for your hard work to respond to the community during a really difficult year. Um, My name is Jenny Long. I'm the Executive Director of the Chinese Culture Center, a nonprofit arts organization um, based in San Francisco's Chinatown. Uh, We are a loud and creative voice for the underserved and a voice for quality, um, providing a safe environment for the growth of artists who champion activism, resiliency, and healthy communities. Um, Chinatown has been a great contributor to the city's diversity and has been at the forefront of racial equity, immigrant rights, um, queer, trans, people of color, and neighborhood preservation. And like many communities of color, it has been disproportionately hit hard by the pandemic and specifically singled out for xenophobic attacks. Um, I come before you today to um, echo some of the comments of my colleagues um, and as an advocate of cultural equity, to raise concerns about the process and the uh, re-granting process for the Arts Endowment and Patent, which lacked cultural sensitivity and was designed in a way that um, disenfranchised and set barriers for communities of color art organizations to succeed. Um, That insensitivity resulted in no qualified applications from Black, Indigenous, people of color communities And while the process focused heavily on prior experience for grants arts administration, it didn't appropriately value the assets that communities of color bring. And considering that Asian Pacific Islanders comprise a third of San Francisco's population and that we have a long contributing history to the arts community, it's disappointing that none of the grantees are from our community. Um, It's important that cultural equity continues to be embedded in the regranting process as well as the Arts Commission's other grant programs. Um, Moving forward, I urge you to consider a process for regranting that is respectful to community-driven approaches, respectful to Black, Indigenous, people of colour communities, um, that embeds cultural equity into the regranting process and is transparent. Um, I look forward to working with everyone um, and the community to come together to be resilient and to thrive and to continue to have this dialogue. Um, I thank you for taking the time to listen to the community, and for all of your leadership. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Jenny. Okay, Pahn, is there another caller?
2: Yep. So next up, we have Deborah Cullinan. Um, Lorena, whenever you're ready.
1: That's good. And with this, and then. Hi, Deborah. can you hear us? I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Great. Hello. Welcome to the Community Investments Committee meeting. We are currently on item number three, Arts Impact Endowment Overview. You'll have three minutes. Um, I will start your time once you begin speaking. I'll give you a 30-second warning, and then I will let you know when your time is up. i begin when you're ready. Thank you, Lorena. I am ready.
13: Thank you. Um, I want to first and foremost, uh, thank the staff and the commission for the incredible work that you're doing um, in these times. I also want to thank uh, those who made public comment and those who have reached out to me um, to express their concerns. Uh, These are incredibly important concerns. Um, And I want to assure our community That YBCA is listening, is deeply committed to doing the work um, and intends to do all of this collaboratively. Um, We are very interested in really thinking about how we transform the notion of capacity, of how we rethink the way arts organizations operate. YBCA wants very much to be in service of its community, especially in these times. Um, I really appreciated the comments about our community assets and how underinvested in they have been. And it is our deep hope through this work and also other work that we're doing at YBCA that we can be supportive in collaboration with artists and with community in order to lead to a more equitable approach, a more equitable system. So I want to really acknowledge that. Um, I also want to make clear that YBCA uh, did not have a seat on Mayor Breed's economic recovery task force. I did, uh, and the work there was policy oriented, and uh, it was uh, in the form of collaborative and collective recommendations. Uh, Also, YBCA does not have oversight in relationship to Proposition E. so I just wanted to clarify that, um, and also appreciate those concerns and and the opportunity to make clear about them. So you know, again, I could I could speak more to some of the work that we are doing to really try to shift power, to think differently about the structures of an organization like ours, uh, and to really place artists, BIPOC artists, artists who are working in this community at the center, um, in the lead and helping us make decisions as we move forward. So thank you for the opportunity to listen. Um, we will continue to do that. And again, very grateful for how this community is coming together to do the hard work so that we can make the change we need to make.
1: 30 seconds. Okay. Thank you. I am done. Oh, sounds good. Thank you, Deborah. Tan, do we have another caller?
2: Yes, uh, so the next uh, caller is Miklit Hadero. Um, Lorena, whenever you're ready.
1: Sounds good. And just before I move to Mick for those who have spoken already and are, are listening to us via the website, please make sure you lower your hands so that we know we can remove you from our queue. So, Mick, can you hear us?
14: Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Okay.
1: Yes, loud and clear. So, thank you for joining us today at the Community investors Committee meeting. We are currently on item number three, Arts Impact Endowment Overview. You will have three minutes. And I'll give you a thirty-second audible warning. And when your time is up, when you're ready, I will start your time when you begin speaking.
14: Thank you so much. So, hi everyone. I'm Maklit Hadero.
15: Um,
14: I'm an Ethiopian American singer-songwriter and composer, and the chief of the program at Yerba Buena Center for the Arts. And um, at, I I want to start these comments just by saying thank you to each of the folks who shared their thoughts and insights and provocations and concerns and i want to acknowledge also that there are decades of experience that inform the collective voices that are spoken here today i want to acknowledge that expertise and that dedication and that history Um, i want to say that you know i'm here to listen We are here to listen at YBCA. There was so much, so many important, important points that were made here today about the need to believe in the capacity of BIPOC-led organizations and beyond believing in them, actually invest in them. And these are just incredibly, incredibly important points. And I just wanna say again that I'm listening and we are hearing you. Uh, We are hearing that, uh, that, we have a lot of work to do we're hearing that um, that there is a level of connection across this arts ecology that needs to be made so much stronger in order to do this work in a way that truly reflects the communities that are going to be impacted by these granting programs Um, at ybca we've been doing a lot of work around bringing community centered design into the core of who we are, which is a very new direction for us at the level of depth that we're doing it, Um, including, you know, bringing folks into the design processes for the Artists Power Center, BIPOC folks, and paying them for their time, um, allowing community members to actually decide who gets grant funding through our Culture Bank cohort Making the public, nom- making the nominations process for our YBC 100 public, but I think it's important to say that it's not enough. It's not. It's just actually the beginning of a direction that we're going in, which is around um, around opening up our processes, connections, um, and really, really understanding the importance of and actualizing with action the importance of communities of color having a seat at the table um, when Sorry,
1: sorry, sorry Um, you have 20 seconds. Oh, it's that's fine. My that's mistake. Fine.
14: That's fine, I just really wanted to, what I really wanted to just say is that we're listening, that we hear you, that we know um, there is work to be done and that we commit to that work. And um, thank you so much for your time and thank you for giving me this opportunity to comment.
1: Okay. Thank you, your time is now up. Thank you so much for that mcleek Okay, Collin, um, is there another caller on the line?
2: Yep. So the next attendee is uh, Jeff Jones. Um, Lorena, whenever you're ready.
15: Hello? You can hear me? Okay. Uh, my name is Jeff Jones and I was one of the founders language oh. Jeff. Uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff, sorry. Sorry.
1: yeah sorry I just caught myself sorry Jeff can you use one second so I know you did submit a written statement So are you here to read that statement today
15: um, I'm here to make comments
1: yeah the public comment statement you submitted earlier in email is that the one you'll be sharing with us today
15: um partially partially okay. I had a uh doctor's appointment and i didn't know if i would get here but i just got here okay
1: sounds good so you will have three minutes i will give you a 30 second audible warning and i'll let you know when your time is up and when you begin speaking i will start the timer for you begin when you're ready
15: okay thank you for uh your work on this issue and i just want to say that um i was with chuck collins one of the people who who worked on the establishment of the cultural equity grants program. And I've, watching this entire operation here, I'm very disappointed by what I perceive as a going backwards. There is, you know, there are numbers of things here that were overlooked. Number one, the budgets of some of these organizations exceed 1.5 million, which means they're not qualified for cultural equity grants. Several are not even located in the city. Some have corporate headquarters elsewhere and others have little or no history of supporting cultural equity. And uh, otherwise there was some Ability to think that these meetings could happen behind closed doors. That was 1 of the reasons the cultural equity grants program. Was established because grants for the arts made all of their decisions. Behind closed doors, so it seems to me that that things are not going forward here. They're going backwards. And I hope that. people will be able to step back and take a really clear look at at, um, these activities. So, I'm sorry, I just had a message come. And anyway, um, I know it's very difficult to deal with the pandemic and that it makes it very difficult because people can't meet each other and have face-to-face discussions. So, Uh, I don't want, because of that situation, that cultural equity is now an optional uh, principle. The Arts Commission has previously said that cultural equity is the central uh, position of the Arts Commission's work. And I just want to say that I don't think that's what happened here. And nobody's calling for everything to be thrown out but please do not allow this to happen again. Thank you. You have
1: thirty seconds left. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. Stop the timer. Uh, Tan, do you see any more callers on the line?
2: Uh, I'm currently do not see anybody else. Um,
1: okay. We'll give it another ten seconds just in case. And we did have two, like I said, written statements that were emailed to us, but both uh, those were. Spoken today by Kevin and by Jeff, um, so thank you for being able to join us at this time. Um, we'll get another few more seconds. Okay, and we'll go ahead and public comment is not closed, so Commissioner Collins, um, whenever you're ready.
3: I want to unmute myself, and I hope that Jeff is still on the line, Mr. Jones. Um, and I deeply appreciate the comments of every single person who is here today. Uh, We are in uncharted waters and we are uh, balancing a number of really important factors. And I think that one of the things that we are really hearing from our community um, is that if precedent is being made here today, that we carefully examine it. I'm saying that also to the grantees, and I don't mean to put on my lecturing voice, but we have entrusted to our grantees the responsibility of subgranting. Early on in this, when we realized that we were racing against time and the peril in which our communities were, especially our arts communities, we had to make certain choices, also recognizing That we are severely short staffed in our department that there are a number of vacant positions in the arts commission. Yet, and still, there's the responsibility for moving the entire portfolio, not only this portfolio, but those grants that will go out later in the spring. As well as all of the underlying work to review and assess and score all of that work transparently. The cultural equity formula and the racial equity formulas under which we're working. Are in our public trust, and there is no doubt about it and our sub grantees have that responsibility. And 1 of the reasons following hearing Mr. Patel's testimony at the 27th of December meeting that we called for this and Jeff, you were there in proxy. I know that you weren't there in person. But that we want to make sure that everyone is hearing the same thing. And I would like to turn this over to um, acting director Denise Bradley Tyson for a few specific comments. That may add to the um, to the uh, whole record upon which we are standing today. Denise
8: Um, commissioner Collins, thank you for that and. Um to everyone participating in this meeting I um I echo commissioner Collins comments and I also am very sensitive to the comments made by um participants in the meeting and one I just wanted to clarify before I respond that um you know you know regarding prop E funds that funds both the um, sort of um, cultural equity grants and art impact endowment and also the cultural centers, which are three separate categories um, but as it relates to the uh, grants that were just um, laid out today, you know I was one of the reviewers of the um, applications and um One of the things that stood out for me among the, some of the organizations which happen to be from BIPOC communities is that we do need to build in sort of capacity building for these organizations so that they're better positioned to, um, compete as it were for grants in the future. Because a key consideration for us regarding these grants was who which organizations were best equipped to get this money out to the communities where the dollars were needed quickly and efficiently enough or, or you know as fast as possible. So we had very few applicants for all of these grants. So we were operating based on the grants that had been, you know, um submissions that we were working with, but I would echo his remarks in terms of, I I would ask, and I think it would be important for all of the grantees, that part of the work that you do with the sub-grantees is that you do include working with them on building better internal capacity building so that, again, as part of them, the the organization's getting shored up, not only the artists, but the organizations themselves, that they're better positioned in the future to respond to um, grant opportunities when they come forward. But I hope that you recognize in the spirit of us thinking that this was sort of the best solution that we could come up given 1, the applicants that we had and also the speed at which we could the, the sort of the fastest path that we could find to getting the dollars out to the artists and. Arts institutions um, where they were most in need.
3: Thank you uh, acting uh, director. Also, I, I wanted to just provide one further comment, and that is the administrative overhead associated with the regranting. Our our preference here, and this is, I, I want, I I, I just want, I want everyone just to to hear what I'm saying and just allow it, you know, to to be registered. We we're probably erring on the side of ensuring. That a maximum amount of money is re granted as quickly as possibly. Also, within our guidelines, we are not abandoning any of the the requirements. And we will be very closely working with I don't want to use that term watching. Because that sounds like we're proctoring or something like that, but working with our grantees to ensure that the sub grant making is consistent with public policy. And, and the shoulders you know, of racial equity um, and, and furthermore, capacity building. And again, I am particularly sensitive to Mr. Jones being on the line because he has been a person throughout this entire time that has helped to build more capacity within our arts ecology than probably any single individual. So Jeff, I am very much on board with what you're talking about. And this is a time for us to roll up our sleeves and to ensure that as we go into the next grant cycles, that we learn from what we're going through right now, and hopefully we'll have a more robust economy that will generate more dollars so that we can really have more impact. But now is the time for us to uh, thank you know our, our grantees for the work ahead of them. I don't envy their task because they have a huge responsibility. I'd now like to turn this over to any other commissioners for comments. I'm looking for some hands to be raised here Uh, before we close this item. I think that it is important again for us to remind the grantees who are on the line and represented here. Of the immense responsibility that rests on your shoulders. Um, We're not looking at you. Our arts community is depending on you. And when it comes to, you know, uh, joining hands. In technical assistance in ensuring transparency and an open process. To ensure that those to whom you re grant. The criteria are clear. Um, That is a part of what we have to do in order to monitor this in real time. So, in a sense, we're in a war. And we're in a war against COVID and the ravages that it is causing throughout our entire community. And in particularly, um, having an impact on our arts sector. And as we look forward and we look at how arts can help to reignite our economy. And also revitalize our communities as we look at the arts to really help the art makers and the art purveyors. Uh, Remember too, as acting director Bradley Tyson said, there is an entire other set of grants that will be going out that our cultural centers and our other infrastructure will still be attended to in the next grant cycle. So um, it is with that that I would like to just have one more Comment from Commissioner Shioda, whose hand is raised.
7: Thank you, Commissioner Collins. Um, I really have a. And um, this transparent discussion and all the effort that went in, in the last 6 months, um, no process is perfect and um, and we're in such unprecedented times and so um i i do have faith in they are larger organizations they they are established in their, and their abilities um and um their intention across the aisle and and it, it's it's the chicken and the egg um Kind of situation, right? Where, you know, how can you do something that you have to do? It's a great, a, this could be a great opportunity for these larger organizations to really work with hand in hand um, in working groups with these smaller organizations so there is direct mentorship and there is across um, knowledge and there is real cultural exchange, both from a technical um, and, and really um, cultural perspective um, from people that are working uh, and embedded and part of um, the smaller arts organizations and, and deeply embedded in the, in the communities that they serve. So um, so I'm, I'm always glass half full Kind of girl, and I, I, I in in every um, tragedy or in every uh, stress situation, there's always an opportunity for learning. So I, I thank everybody that's on the line. I think um, that everyone that commented, I, uh, everybody on staff that works for and in passion and such. Um, True uh, empathy and and really wanting to help um, and having compassion and 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 just, you know, wanting knowing people that that need uh, help.
1: Commissioner, you cut out. Um, I don't know if, if you turn off your camera that will help out a little bit more if you want to finish your thought or.
3: I think we've lost Commissioner Shioda.
1: Okay, so we do have. um, Hopefully, you come back soon if you're going to log back in or get your audio to um um, fixed. But um, we did have Commissioner Ferris with her hand up, and I do want to know it is two forty-three, and I know there's a couple of commissioners that needed to have a hard stop at three. So just wanted to share that out. So, Commissioner Ferris, thank you so much.
11: Yeah, I appreciate that. And I did want to echo, um, some of my fellow commissioners, Collins and Shioda's, uh, comments. Um, I know with everything going on with COVID creating special circumstances that none of us have prepared for, or none of us have experience dealing with, uh, our highest priority was getting the funds out to our community, getting the funds out to the artists who need it yesterday. Um, so yes, this project, this process is not perfect. It is apparent that we are doing the best that we can, that we are trying to prioritize the things that are important to us, including cultural equity, including making sure that we are supporting our community before the community is gone and not even there to support. Um, I also have faith in the organizations that were chosen. I mean, granted, I definitely hear and I respect the comments made by the public, Uh, calling for how do we make it so smaller community organizations that are led by uh, people of color can step into this role in the future. How can we collaborate? How can the people who got the grants help collaborate with those uh, organizations to make sure they take the steps and they learn the steps needed to make sure that they are prepared to step into roles of leadership, um, you know, God forbid that we need something like we have right now, but uh, for everyday life, as well as for, um, for things like we're dealing with right now. So, um, I think the need for continued transparency, the need for continued collaboration with the arts commission and these organizations, making sure that these grants are getting out to where they need to go, making sure we get the feedback from the people that get them and how they've been used. Um, so that we really can see like, is this impacting the way that we intended? Are the people in the communities that we intend to, to benefit from this? Are they benefiting? Um, and I, I, I have cautioned faith <laughs> in this process and the fact that the outcome will show us um, that for the large part we're doing the work that needs to be done right now. So um, again, thank you to the staff. Thank you to Tina widely. Um, Joanne, Lee, uh, Rochelle, Axel, everybody who's been working on this project. I know it's a lot going on uh, also in our own personal lives and how we're dealing with the COVID um, situation, as well as how we're trying to deal with this professionally and help our community. So, thank you very much. And again, thank you to the public who uh, are sharing their thoughts and their concerns because the collaboration doesn't end with the staff and the commission and these organizations. Uh, The collaboration extends to. The community and the public that we are a part of as well. So, thank you.
3: Um, You know, I would like to say that we will have, you know, our schedule of upcoming meetings of this sub of this committee of the arts commission over the next few months. And we will be having at each 1 of those a drop in session to see how it's going and to ensure that we have proper communication also. Recognizing that communication should be had with the grantees to ensure that they are being open and public and transparent about what's going on. But at the commission level, we will also have periodic reports as we move through the rest of the winter and into the spring in in these grant categories. I'm not seeing any other hands being raised by members of the commission. And if I don't see any other hands, then I'm going to ask to close agenda item number three. I'm seeing a yes from uh, Ms Moreno. Is that correct? So now yeah, I I am closing agenda item three, and yeah. we're not okay. And now we are moving on to agenda item number five, which is new business and announcements. And if you wish to make public comment on this item. You may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you'll be called upon at the appropriate time item number 5, which is new business and announcements. This item allows the commissioners to introduce new agenda items for consideration to report on recent arts activities and to make announcements. I'm now looking to see if there are any hands raised by members of the commission on new business and announcements. I'll give it a couple of seconds. Well, I will say, you know, that uh, look in the date book and you will see an article about our incoming Director of Cultural Affairs, uh, Ralph Remington, who will be joining us very soon in the next few days. It is also, you know, a time for us to give extraordinary thanks to Denise Bradley Tyson who has championed this responsibility over the last several months during one of the most crisis prone periods, I think, in the history of our city? Um, so, uh, Acting Director Denise Bradley Tyson, it is a public acknowledgement on behalf of the entire Commission and the City and County of San Francisco and the Arts Commission for your fortitude, your brilliance, your leadership and guidance, and your faith in this process during this period. Thank you, Denise. I'm seeing no further comments. Ms. Moreno, may I then move into adjournment? We have to have uh, one more public comment. Yes. is that one right? More. One more comment public mm-hmm. comment on new business and announcements.
1: Yes. So, thank you for that. So, we have no written comments that were emailed to us specifically for new business or announcements. So, if you are already listening to us via web link, please raise your hand and you, um, if you're calling by phone, please press star 3 to be put in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue instructions are on the screen. We are currently on number um, item number 5, which is new business and announcements. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you will see a visual timer if you're listening via Webex. You will also get a 30-second audible warning. Um, You will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to sfecgrants. grants, um, excuse me, at sfgov.org. so i'm going to go ahead and give it about 10 seconds and ton if you see any colors on the line let us know
2: i'm seeing none
1: well cool. we'll just give it another few more seconds in case folks would like to share anything seeing none and we can go ahead and close the public comments for agenda item five
3: Thank you. Ms. Moreno. And again, I want to express appreciation to our staff members of the public. Who have been heard, and those who have not necessarily been heard, but have been a part of this and listening. Please stay tuned as we move forward. This extremely important, very challenging opportunity to have huge impact on our community. And with that, I would like to call an agenda item number 6, which is to adjourn this meeting. The gavel is swung. Boom. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. all. Thanks, everybody. Son, can you take us into practice session, please?